Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Unheard, I'm Freddie Sayers. If you want to talk to someone who really knows the ins and outs of big media, someone who's seen the powerful up close for decades and reported and written about them, you would struggle to do better than Michael Wolff. His trilogy of books about former President Donald Trump, Fire and Fury, Siege and Landslide have been global bestsellers and he has now taken on Rupert Murdoch for the final installation coming out this week Called the Fall. He joins us from New York. It's great to have you on the show, Michael. Thanks for having me. So I've been reading your books uh, and revisiting them in recent days, and I've just been struck by this powerful sense that the world you are such the expert on, the the world of media politics that you have been covering for decades, is changing fast. It used to be somehow that you knew where the power lies. It was the big networks. It was the party establishment, the stars, the newspaper. And now somehow it's harder to tell where the power is. That's what has made this so interesting for me. Um, you you never know whether the the sands you're standing on will dissolve or or not. Virtually everyone in this in this business has been has been challenged in some profound way, and often they've been disappeared. Um, they they were there, they were important, and then gone. Um, and one of the interesting things about Murdoch, of course, is that he has been there so long in such a fixture, you know, for 70 years. I, I mean, I think I think you could reasonably say he has held more power and more influence far longer than anyone else in our time. But even now, even Rupert Murdoch, I think, is um, the sands are not only shifting but dissolving under him. Yeah, well, I mean, decidedly so. It was it was this past week that he has finally announced his retirement at the grand old age of ninety two, and and that is you know, and it is partly because of the grand old age of ninety two. I mean, the end the end comes um, um, inevitably. But there are also other factors. It's not just that he's that he's he's aged out of the game. The game's changed, and the game is changing in so many ways against him. Mm. I mean, that's the image that emerges from this. You think of him as this behind-the-scenes power on top of everything, sort of puppet master. But the the effect that comes out of your book is is kind of someone overtaken by events, or you talk about him mumbling a lot, getting calls wrong, things not really working out how he wanted to, being bullied by his children. It's actually a rather forlorn figure. In many ways, you know, he is 
he is, um, I, I, I guess you would say, reaping what he sowed, and it's not pleasant for him. Um, you know, and principally, you know, Fox News, Rup uh, Donald Trump has became the president of the United States largely because of, of Fox News, and that is confounding to Murdoch um, and, and wounding that that he might have made Donald Trump a man he detests, has only ever had contempt for, that he might have made him president. Um, and then this kind of ultimate reality that that might be his legacy, that Fox News and Rupert Murdoch are his legacy. It's a sort of a, a you know, kind of, I mean, you might be reached toward tragic irony here. Fox News is the, is the part of his business that he's probably had the least to do with. I mean, he started it in 1996 because because he was rebuffed in his efforts to buy CNN. So it was like, okay, I'll start my own my own news network. But he's never been that interested in television, never watches television, is certainly not a programmer, is certainly not a television executive. And he hired this man, Roger Ailes, to um to to start the um to start Fox News and to and to grow it. And Roger sat on the top of it for more than 20 years. And it was his network. It wasn't Rupert's network. Rupert was happy to collect the money and incredible amounts of money it it, it was. It's one of the areas where it's different from Succession, the hit TV show, because there the Brian Cox character is on the floor of the newsroom. He loves TV. He's obsessed with cable. What you're saying is that Rupert Murdoch doesn't really love cable. And in a way, it's a kind of disappointing revelation because the world was simpler and made more sense when Rupert Murdoch was stoking the fires of Fox News and really felt committed to its ideological causes. The picture you paint is really confusing because, in fact, he's kind of embarrassed of it in some way. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, he's always embarrassed by. T I mean, Rupert Murdoch, and this is, you know, speaking of a of a of a kind of curious throwback, is, is a newspaper man. It's the only thing he really, really is passionate about. That and and his and his family, the family dynasty he meant he he imagined. Um, newspapers have been his his life. They made him. When you see Rupert with a newspaper, it's like this physical love affair, the way he handles it, the way he folds it, the way he marks it. Um, you know, it's it's nearly erotic. Um, and um, and television and movies and these other parts of his empire, which have made him enormous amount of money because he's a very astute media guy, a business guy. He can see the audience. He can see where the money is flowing. But that's not, not it's not him. It's not it's not his love doesn't flow. It's in that. striking how the newspapers are pretty absent from your account. It's uh, as you say, you don't seem to think that that's where the interest is. I mean, let me try and make a defense of them. At least pointing to the biggest newspaper in the world, which is the New York Times. Its subscription numbers are hugely up. You could make a case, I think, that the New York Times is more influential politically and culturally than any individual TV channel or media. But Rupert Murdoch doesn't own the New York Times. That's true. Not for not for um, lack of longing to own the New York Times. Um, you know, he does own the Wall Street Journal, which remains profitable and and influential. That's true. But the bulk of his of his newspaper um, holdings, empire and holdings in the UK and Australia are no longer profitable. Um, and they are they are declining assets and they are declining in 
in importance. So Fox News then, clearly still highly influential, but even that, by your account, is kind of wobbly. Um, it feels like now with the departure of Tucker Carlson and the, the moves that have been there recently, maybe it, it's, it, even its grip is failing. Yeah, no, and I and I, you know, you have to see this against the against the fuller media background. It's cable television. Um, you know, cable television is a is a a declining business. It's challenged on all fronts. You know, cable television, which was the great cash cow for twenty years, twenty five years um, of the of the media business, just hit hit a wall. And not that long ago, but it's a it's a a wall that it won't get over. Um, um, and it, you know, it too, um, not as fast as newspapers and not as advanced as newspapers, but as inevitable as newspapers is a declining business. Um, you know, um, one of Murdoch's daughters has been arguing they should sell this because, because Fox news is not going to become more valuable. It's only going to become less valuable. So in your view, where's the power going then? If it's flowed out of newspapers, flowing out of cable TV, where are the narratives going to be set? Where Where is the power? Well, of the I think that those are, you know, those are probably two different questions where the power is and where the narratives are, 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 are being, being set. Um, um, you know, I think in, in one case, clearly it's being set in the technology business, but one of the problems with the technology business is that it has no real narratives. Um, it's not a narrative business. Um, and if you make that mistake, you probably fail in the business. It's a business about functionality. But ha having said that, Rupert Murdoch has been interested in narrative. He has been, he is not only interested in narrative, he has um, orchestrated much of the narrative of the last several generations. Um, what happens to the media business? What happens to the business of telling stories, um, um, uh, you know, of, of creating the reflection of the time we live in? I, I don't know. Let me ask about Tucker Carlson a little bit, because we, we, we touched there on Fox News. Tucker left. There was a lot of excitement that he had set up on Twitter. And this, in a, in a way, was going to be a kind of test case of these changing media times. If it worked out on Twitter, it's proof that the old saying, nobody is bigger than the network, is no longer true. And he was going to be bigger than the network. Do you think it's going to work out for him on Twitter? I mean, I think Tucker is is in the in the nascent days of trying to figure this 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 out. He may figure it out. He may not figure it out. Others are, in fact, figuring out. I mean, Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro. I mean, these are... These are um, these are interesting and incredibly profitable initiatives, um, and I think on the broader on the broader um, the, the the broader look at this is that is that Fox has had this incredible monopoly for a long time over the conservative audience, and there really is no reason to believe that 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 won't go the same way as the mainstream liberal audience into um, uh, into all various levels of fragmentation. I mean, it's a it's a it's a very profitable audience, and um, and people are going to be out there with um, with new technologies trying to grab it. Whether that will be Tucker or not, I don't I don't know. What we're seeing, and maybe the question asks, is Donald Trump 
bigger than the network, bigger than Fox News, which he is, um, which he is at war with. They have been at war with him. He is now in full war with them. Mm. Well, I mean, you've posed the question, and that brings us nicely on to Donald Trump, which is someone I'm obviously keen to talk about. What do you think? What's your answer to your own question? Is, is he bigger than the network? Do you think he will succeed in coming back? So let's look at what's what's happened so far. You know, I mean, I mean, R- Rupert Murdoch, you know, feeling guilty or or trying to burnish his legacy, decided that he would step forward and try to um, try to oppose or undermine Donald Trump, and he and he invented the candidacy of Ron DeSantis. Um, that's a that's a Ron DeSantis is a Fox bubble. Um, and that has obviously failed terribly. And the only effect of it has been that Donald Trump is probably more popular, a more popular primary candidate than any in modern history. Um, and, and uh, you know, despite, despite all else, despite four indictments, despite, um, you know, um, uh, yes, yesterday, uh, New York State having, having, uh, um, uh, taken away his business, he is still, he is headed for, almost inevitably headed for the Republican nomination. Um, he may well be president again, this in spite of Fox News. And do you Hooper have, I mean, do you have a view on that? So presumably you, you think he will be the nominee. If it comes down to Biden and Trump, if you were a betting man, and I know journalists don't like to make confident predictions, but if you were a betting man, where would your money be? If that's the race, I, well, I, you know, I don't. I mean, the it's if if there are two people running, they each have a fifty percent chance of, of 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 winning. You know, you can argue the logic that that Donald Trump should not win. I mean, he's always been a a, a minority figure. Um, um, you know, his campaigns are run in a, the most chaotic and disorganized fashion. Um, you know, in 2020, you know, weeks before the the election, you know, he's in the hole. His campaign is in the hole. Two hundred million dollars. This has never happened. So he should not win, except for the fact that that in very close races, and this will certainly be a very close race again. What what usually throws it one way or the other are are exogenous factors. You can't tell. Does Joe Biden fall over a couple of times? I, you know. We wait and see. Um, but the the thing is, and the important thing to remember is that he certainly could become the president. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And your story with him is the most unusual one and kind of illuminate some of the strangeness and maybe some of the genius of Donald Trump in that you would imagine that you are a hostile reporter of the Trump phenomenon. You're, you're not thought of as a diehard Republican, to put it mildly. And yet he invited you into his circle. He gave you exclusive interviews. And even after you had written in a not very flattering way about him, he he carried on getting back in touch. Um, is he yeah, still in, in touch? In, in somewhere, in somewhere along, along the line, he threatened to sue me and tried to stop the publication of, of, of my book. So go figure. Uh, yes, we're still, we're still um, uh, in, in touch. I mean, it's, it's the, all, all of these kinds of words are strange words to apply to Donald Trump because they're not, they're not like I'm in touch with a variety of people and I'm in touch with Donald Trump in a, in a somewhat more in a in a different more peculiar way are we really in touch he might call so me he, up but he, is it is it really or... me he's speaking up speaking up no he doesn't text but but you know there have been phone calls and um I mean that's kind but of then I, you stop just to say pause on that it is, you, it is it is it is quite remarkable that you've written this trilogy of books that I would say really paints in vivid color the the chaos of the Trump administration and yet he's still calling you up he might even give you another exclusive. Maybe there'll be a fourth volume to come. Who knows? I mean, why is he doing that? I think that that he's he's sort of come to see these books as um, as a kind of uh, you know positive chronicle, um, if only because they've sold sold so many copies. Therefore, they must be um, it must be good. You know, there's a one of the Trump people said to me not not too long ago. Um, um, they said the only metric we pay attention to is how much attention he's getting. Good, bad, doesn't make any difference. Uh, whatever the attention is, the numbers, the poll numbers go up. So that's what we pay attention to. So I guess I'm part of that, that, that attention matrix. For some people, I think this will be almost disappointing to hear. <laughs> because what we've now done is we've gone through two of these great big outsized considered very right-wing characters, Rupert Murdoch and now Donald Trump. And in each case, you're telling us that there are parts of them that are still just wanting to be liked by the mainstream. They're actually in kind of phonies in some way. They're, they're, they're conservative sort of bona fides. Their conservative credentials are maybe not all that. 
I well, I think that that is probably probably true. Um, I mean, in in a way, it's more surprising about about Rupert Murdoch than 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 Donald Trump, who has grown up in New York and in the the kind of the you know the bosom of 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 the establishment, even even if much of that time was as as a buffoon to the establishment. Nevertheless, I mean, Rupert Murdoch though has been you know for for most of his careers, I am the outsider. I am the challenge to the to to the insiders. But clearly, somewhere along the way, and I'm not sure Rupert himself exactly appreciates this. He became the establishment. He's Rupert Murdoch. Um, you know, he he um, um, he became the most powerful force in the in the entertainment business. The most powerful, certainly one of the most powerful force, forces in politics in three countries, um, and and certainly the um, a mainstay of the business community. And Donald Trump, mysteriously, despite having literally been president, is still considered anti-establishment. He's he's outside the citadel. Do you think that's because of the, the the prosecutions and all of the stuff thrown at him? Do you think that's what's kept him? And that had he been more accepted, he would have his his light would have burnt out. I mean, I think one of Donald Trump's um, pieces of genius, um, although you know, I'm not sure that he could articulate this, and I'm not sure that he actually has. Um, uh, uh, planned it or strategized it this way is that his stature as Donald Trump has increased on the basis of conflict, 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 um, which is, you know, I mean, if you spend 14 years as a reality television star, I think you, you, you understand you got to have conflict. You got to have it. You got to have conflict at, at, at every turn. And it doesn't matter if it's real conflict or not. It's just, you have to find an enemy. Um, and, you know, curiously now, um, Trump has now made, made Fox his enemy. It doesn't matter who the enemy is. You just make it your enemy. And the establishment, so-called, um, is, is very, it's a very convenient way for, um, uh, for Donald Trump to keep being Donald Trump, to keep challenging the establishment. It sounds kind of exhausting if he is successful and if he is reelected. It's just going to be conflict, conflict, conflict for another four years. Are you one of these people who has grave fears for the future of the country if that should happen? Or do you think it will be noisy and will survive? I am not one of those people who has grave fears. I mean, I have fears. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's never an easy road, but but I think that democracy perseveres, America perseveres and um um and at some point Donald Trump becomes a memory. At some point though, not far from yet. Final question for you, let me turn the focus onto the current president, Joe Biden. Because at times, the character in this Murdoch book, slightly too old for the job, slightly overwhelmed by the complexity of the modern world, reminded me of Joe Biden. I wonder if you think there's something in that, that really these characters, and you could kind of throw Donald Trump in that group as well, although he's certainly more energetic. There is a, there is a, America has an old man problem, where there are too many of these uh, octogenarians or almost octogenarians in charge and they all need 
sweeping away. You know, I suspect Joe Biden is um, um, is better in private than he is in public. In public, he, I mean, he looks terrible. He looks like an old man. He walks like an old man. He talks like an old man. I've been covering politics for a long time. So, you, you know, Joe Biden, even as a young man, kind of seemed like an, an old man in his, certainly in the way he, uh, the way he spoke and his, um, in the way in public he he um, tried to complete a sentence. So I I don't know. So I'm I'm and and I think uh, under the circumstances Joe Biden has actually done done a, a you know a, you know a pretty good job. He's worked it in a way that I don't think anyone imagined it it could quite be worked um, at this point in time. And I think that's what Joe Biden feels. I've done a good job. So you know, screw it that I'm, I'm, I'm 80 and that I might fall over at any given moment. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. How much do you think liberals are to blame for so much of this political division, for the rise of Trump, for the political mess that the US seems to find itself in? It's very easy to say there are these right-wing characters who came and uh, got a lot of popularity, do you think the liberal establishment is responsible? In well, large I, I, you know, I think it? I think I think clearly the liberal establishment has not been up to being a competitor to the conservative to the rise of conservative um, of the conservative outliers. Um, you know, I think that they've kind of the the liberal establishment has gathered its skirts and. Um, um, and and been unable to respond in any kind of an effective manner. Um, I don't think they have a clear voice. I don't think that they have a clear mission. Um, um, I, you know, I I I I think that I think that they are caught in their own sense of um, self satisfaction and self righteousness, and and that has. Has prevented them from um, uh, from being um, um, you know smart, and funny, and being able to uh, uh, to go toe to toe. Michael Wolf, thank you for your time today. Anytime. That was Michael Wolf, perhaps the preeminent observer and commentator on the American media political scene. He's been there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For decades, he was given more access than anyone else to the Donald Trump White House. Trump just calling him up, as he told us there, asking for more interviews. And as for Rupert Murdoch, he once again has had more conversations with Michael Wolff than any other journalist. And yet, the figures that he talks about, that whole world of big, grand men sitting there on top of these huge media corporations, newspapers, newspaper man, as he describes Rupert Murdoch, even Fox News, which we think of as this ultra-powerful engine of the American right, 
according to Michael Wolf, is already ebbing away. It's losing energy. So the question has to be, where is the power going? Well, you'll be unsurprised to hear we have our own answer to that question here at Unheard. It is channels like this and to audiences like you. So on that note, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.